Section 1 of History of the Jews in Russia and Poland, Volume 1. From the beginning until the death of Alexander I, 1825. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by S.S. Kim, Seoul, South Korea. History of the Jews in Russia and Poland, Volume 1, From the Beginning Until the Death of Alexander I, 1825, by Simon Dubnov, translated by Israel Friedlander, 1876-1920. Chapter 1. The Jewish Diaspora in Eastern Europe, Part 1. 1. The Jewish Settlement on the Shores of the Black Sea. From the point of view of antiquity, the Jewish diaspora in the Eastern Europe is the equal of that in the West, though vastly in its inferior in geographic expansion and spiritual development. It is even possible that the settlement of Jews in the East of Europe antedates their settlement in the West. For Eastern Europe, beginning with Alexander the Great, received its immigrants from the ancient lands of the Hellenized Asia, while the immigration into Western Europe proceeded in the main from the Roman Empire, the heir to the Hellenistic dominion of the East. Among the ancient Jewish settlements in Eastern Europe, the colonies situated on the northern shores of the Black Sea, now forming a part of the Russian Empire, occupy a prominent place. Far back in antiquity, the Greeks of Asia Minor and the Ionian Islands gravitated towards the northern shores of the Pontus Euxenus, the fertile land of Tauris, the present Crimea. Beginning with the 6th century BCE, they established their colonies in those parts, whence they exported corn to their homeland, Greece. When, after the conquests of Alexander the Great, Judea became a part of the Hellenistic Orient and sent forth the great diaspora into all the dominions of Seleucid and Ptolemies, one of the branches of this diaspora must have reached as far as distant Tauris. Following in the wakes of the Greeks, the Jews wandered thither from Asia Minor, that conglomerate of countries and cities, Cilicia, Galatia, Miletus, Ephesus, Sardis, Tarsus, which harbored, at the beginning of the Christian era, important Jewish communities, the earliest nurseries of Christianity. In the first century of the Christian era, which marks the consolidation of the Roman power over the Hellenized East, we meet in the Greek colonies of Tauris with fully organized Jewish communities, which undoubtedly represent offshoots of much older colonization. During the same period, there flourished in the Crimea and the adjacent shores of Black and Azov seas, called by the Greek Pontus and Maeotis, in the lands of the Scythians, Samasians, and Taurians, a number of diminutive Greek city republics, Cimmerian Bosporus or Panticapium, at present Kerch, Phanagoria, the Taman Peninsula, Olbia, Gorgipia, now Anapa, and others. 
The most active of these colonies was Bosporus Panticapium, which was situated at the confluence of Black and Azov seas. The kings, or archons, of Bosporus of the Greek dynasty of the Rescuprides acknowledged the sovereignty of Rome. They styled themselves, in accordance with the customary formula, friends of the Caesars and the Romans, and frequently added to their title the Roman dynastic appellation, Tiberius Julius. The Jewish historian Josephus Flavius, in depicting the irresistible sway of the Roman world power in his time, refers to this colony in the following terms. Why need I speak of the Heniochi and Colchians and the nations of Tauri and those who inhabit the Bosporus and the nation about Pontus and Maotis, who are now subject to 3,000 armed men and where 40 long ships keep in peace the sea, which before was unnavigable and is very tempestuous? Bello Judaico, Book 2, Chapter 6, Section 4 these words were written shortly after the downfall of Judea, about year 80 of the Christian era. Now, from the practically the same year, 80 to 81, dates the Greek inscriptions which were discovered on the soil of ancient Bosporus in Tauris, testifying to the existence thereof a well-organized Jewish community with the house of prayer. The following is the text of one of these inscriptions, engraved on a marble tablet which is kept in the Hermitage of the Petrograd. In the reign of King Tiberius Julius Lescuprides, the pious friends of the Caesars and the Romans, in the year 377, on the 12th day of the month of Peritetius, I, Cresta, formerly the wife of Drusus, declare in the house of prayer that my foster son Heracles is free once for all, in accordance with my vow, so that he may not be captured or annoyed by my heirs, and may move about wherever he chooses, without let or hindrance, except for the obligation of visiting the house of prayer, for worship and constant attendance. Done with the approval of my heirs, Iphiclides and Heliconias, and with the participation of the synagogues of the Jews in the guardianship. This inscription, paralleled by similar documents of same period, was evidently meant to certify the act of liberating a slave, which, according to custom, was performed publicly in the house of prayers with the participation of the representatives of Jewish community. The contents of the inscription enable us to draw the following conclusion, bearing on the history of the Jews during the period. 1. The Jewish community in Taurian Bosporus was made up of Hellenite Jews, who employed the Greek language in their religious and civil documents and called themselves by Greek names Cresta, Drusus, Heracles, Artemisia, etc. 2. While assimilated to the Greeks in point of language, they were firmly united among themselves by the bond of religion, as is shown by the obligation imposed even on the freedmen, the libertinus, to visit the house of prayer for worship. 3. The Jewish community enjoyed a certain amount of civil autonomy, as shown in the case cited above, in which the community appears in the role of a juridical person 
acting as the guardian of the liberated slaves. It is to be assumed that similar communities of Hellenized Jews were found in other Greek colonies of Tauris, their population being constantly swelled by the influx of immigrants from Asia Minor, Syria and Egypt, particularly from Judeo-Hellenistic Alexandria. Since these communities of the first Christian century appear to have been well organized and to have possessed their own institutions, we are safe in assuming that they were preceded by a more primitive phase of communal Jewish life, in the shape of petty settlements and trading stations, which must have arisen in earlier centuries. From the first centuries of Christian era, date the number of tombstones bearing representations of the holy candlestick, the menorah. The religious influence of Judaism in Taurus and in the Azov region is attested by various other indications. The inscriptions contain several references to those who fear God the Most High, a phrase applied in the Greco-Roman world to pagans who stand halfway between polytheism on the one hand and Judaism or primitive Christianity on the other. The Judeo-Hellenistic diaspora in Tauris, on the northern shores of the Black Sea, was, like its parent stock in Asia Minor, the center of a Christian propaganda. Toward the end of the 3rd century, we find in Kersonissus, near Sebastopol, Christian bishops wielding considerable power. The exercise of this power was evidently responsible for pagan rebellion, of which we read in the lives of Christian martyrs Basil and Capiton. On the 6th of December of the year 300, the pagan inhabitants rose in revolt against these two bishops and their fellow missionaries and were joined by the Jews, whom, it would seem, the zealots of new faith had endeavored equally to drag into the bosom of the church. The existence of a Jewish settlement in the Bosporan kingdom was also known to St. Jerome, the famous church father who lived at the end of the 4th century in far-off Palestine. On the authority of his Jewish teacher, he applied verse 20 in Obadiah and the captivity of Jerusalem, which is in Shepharad, to the Torian Bosporus, the remotest corner of the Jewish diaspora. With the division of the Roman Empire into two halves, the Greco-Judean colonies on the Black Sea were naturally drawn into the sphere of influence of the eastern part, the Empire of Byzantium, the capital of which, Constantinople, was situated on the opposite coast of the Black Sea. Commercial relations brought the Torian colony into ever closer contact with the metropolis of Byzantium, and the Jews vied with the Greeks in the promotion of trade. The persecution of the militant church of Byzantium under the emperors Theodosius II, Zeno, and Justinian during the 5th and 6th centuries drove the Jews from the ancient provinces of the empire into the Taurian colonies. In the 8th century, the Jewish population of these colonies was so numerous that the Byzantine chronicler Theophanes places the Jews in the forefront of the various groups of the population. In Phanagoria and the neighboring region, says Theophanes, 
the Jews who live there are surrounded by many other tribes. These colonies were frequently visited by Christian missionaries who endeavored to convert the native population to their faith and incidentally also to win over the Jews. The patriarch of Constantinople were then hopeful of drawing the people of the Old Testament into the fold of the New. The patriarch Fortius of the ninth century writes thus to the bishop of Bosporus, Kerch, wert thou also to capture the Judeans there, securing their obedience unto Christ, I should welcome with my whole soul the fruits of such beautiful hopes. The Judeans, however, not only did not take the bait of the missionaries, but even managed to spoil their propaganda among the pagans. The most illustrious of all Byzantine missionaries, Cyril and Methodius had frequent occasion to quarrel with the Judeans, who blasphemed the Christian faith, and the boastful ecclesiastic legend asserts that the holy brothers, by prayer and eloquence, defeated the Judeans in dispute and put them to shame, about 860. The struggle between the Christian missionaries and the Jews during that period had for its object the Khazar nation, part of whom had embraced Judaism. End of section 1